0: Have you accepted your responsibility to be strong in the faith and shoot your arrows straight? Listen to Adrian Rogers. If you are the
1: archer and the children are the arrows, the bow is prayer. That's what sends them forth. And a father without prayer is like an archer with an unstrung bow. And no matter how dark it gets and how discouraging it may be, And how difficult it may seem, just keep on praying.
0: Welcome to Love Worth Finding, featuring the timeless messages of pastor, teacher, and author, Adrian Rogers. God says fathers are to be like warriors, and their children are like arrows to be shot at the enemy. But an arrow is no more effective than the warrior who shoots it. In part one of today's message, we learned that in order to hit the target with our children, we must be skilled and strong. Our responsibility as dads is to shape, sharpen, and shoot those arrows at the enemy. If you have your Bible, turn now to Psalm 127, as Adrian Rogers shares part two of Dads Who Shoot Straight.
1: Now let's look in God's Word, in Psalm 127, and see what God says about all of this. He says, "'Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for he giveth his beloved sleep.'" And then he says this, "'Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward.'" As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. Now what he is saying is this, that children are like arrows, and dads are like archers. Dads are to be mighty warriors, and children are to be arrows in the hand of the father. And the implication of this psalm is that when dads learn to shoot straight, the kids are going to hit the mark. When dads learn to shoot straight, the kids are going to hit the mark. You see, an arrow is no more effective than the warrior who shoots it. And the bow is not much better than the man that holds that bow in his hand. Now with that as a background, we're going to talk about uh, dads who shoot straight and kids who hit the mark. Now, three things I would have you to learn today as we look into this passage of Scripture. Number one, if you would have a successful family and good kids, the archer must be strong. The archer must be strong. Notice what it says, as arrows are in the hand of a what? A mighty Man. So here's the first point. Now listen very carefully. The, the archer must be strong. The archer must be strong as arrows are in the hand of a mighty man. Now we're not talking about physical strength here uh, because some of us could not qualify. But we're talking about spiritual strength and any can qualify because he's talking now in spiritual terms. Now here's the second thing. Not only must the archer be strong the arrows must be straight. That's the second point. The arrow must be straight. Now, children, listen, children are not born straight arrows. Sticks are not arrows. Twigs are not arrows. Children are not by nature arrows. They have to be made into arrows. And you cannot shoot straight with crooked arrows. And so, what is your job as a dad? It is shaping, it is sharpening. And it is shooting the arrows that God has put in your hands. And that is, I suppose, among life's most difficult tasks. And that's the reason we have so many dropout dads. Uh, the problem in society is not primarily juvenile delinquency, but it is uh, the delinquency of dads. Dropout dads who fail to do and be what they ought to be. Now, how do you shape and sharpen arrows? Number one, begin early. When you have a twig, then you can begin to shape it when it's soft and pliable. That's the reason the Bible says in Proverbs 22 and verse 6, train up a a what? A child. Train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. Number two, be creative. I can't stress this enough. When God told the Jews how to train their children, and and by and large, the Jews have done a great job at this. He told them in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 6 and 7 and these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. Not just in your head, but in thine heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them. I love that. Just underscore that. Shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. Do you see it? It's in your heart, and it's just bubbling out. And there are all kinds of ways to teach. Family worship doesn't have to be an ordeal. Most of your teaching is not going to be done in family worship. It's going to be done when you rise up, when you lie down, when you go out, when you come in, as you walk, as you talk. You're going to be sharing the Lord. Number three, work to build character. Who is teaching these things to my son, to my daughter? Are you ready? Contentment, courage, courtesy, discernment, fairness, friendliness, generosity, gentleness, Helpfulness, honesty, humility, kindness, obedience, orderliness, patience, persistence, self control, tactfulness, thankfulness, thriftiness, wisdom, zeal. Where are they going to get that? You think they're going to get it in school? No. Dad! You got to build character. When you compliment your kids, compliment them for these character qualities. Number four. Learn to set some limits on your child. Set some limits. Let me give you a verse here. God told a man named Samuel who was a great man that God would uh, judge him. For I have told him that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knoweth because his sons made themselves vile and he restrained them not. He restrained them not. That is, He did not set some limits. You say, Well, I don't want to set limits on my child. God had two children, put them in the Garden of Eden, and God set some limits upon them. Did you know that if you don't set limits on your children, it's a sign that you have rejected them? No limitation implies to a child rejection. And if you don't conquer them, they will allow somebody else to conquer them. When you set limits, and don't just have a lot of little small rules, but have some great principles. And adhere to them, because that child will push against those. He'll push, and he'll push. That's in a child's nature. And if it, when he pushes, it gives. He will have no confidence. He'll have no security, none whatsoever. Every child needs some limits. Next, Assign responsibilities. Teach your child that one of the greatest ability is responsibility. Give him regular work assignments. He doesn't need so many freebies. Most of you have no idea what your child can do because he's never been challenged to do it. Teach him that there is a link between success and work. And make him complete the job and don't fix it for him. Give him some money. Give him an allowance. And then let him earn some. And teach him money management. Teach him how to save and to give and how to spend. Teach responsibility. Next. We're just talking about make arrows straight and sharp. Let your home be filled with laughter. Your home ought to be the happiest place in the town. It ought to be the place where he wants to bring his friends there. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 13, A merry heart maketh a cheerful countenance, but by sorrow of the heart the spirit is broken. Have you ever seen kids with a broken spirit? They haven't been raised in a happy home. The heart of him that hath understanding seeketh knowledge, but the mouth of fools feedeth on foolishness. All the days of the afflicted are evil, but he that is of a merry heart hath a continual feast. I don't care how much wealth you have, how fine your home is, if there's not laughter in that home, your home is tragic. Thackeray said, laughter is like sunshine in the home. Your home ought to ring with laughter. If your, if, if, if your home is a happy home, I can tell you it has a, a much greater chance of survival. Next, let your kids see God at work in your family. Let them see God at work. Now they hear Pastor Rogers preach about God. But what? The, this, is the, this is the classroom. The home is the laboratory. Let them see God at work. And you know how they're going to see God at work in your house? Number one, they're going to see God in your worship. They're going to watch you when company comes. Whether you stay from church, miss church. You say, well, (laughs) pastor, we weren't there Sunday. We had company to drop in. Tell your boss tomorrow morning, I didn't come to work. I had company to drop in. See how that goes. They're going to be watching. They're going to be watching your priorities in your worship. The way you spend your money, Uh, they're going to be watching how you use your time. Let them see God as a a, as a vibrant reality in your life. Our kids know that we're not perfect, but our kids know that God is number one. And I'm not afraid to you ask any of the four; they'll tell you. They know. Now, what if somebody would ask you, if I had to bring one of your children up here and ask them, what is the priority of your dad, what would they say? Let them see God at work in your home. And then cover them constantly with prayer. Here's, that's the last one I want to mention. Just cover them with prayer. Now, if, if, if you are the archer and the children are the arrows, the bow is prayer. That's what sends them forth. And a father without prayer is like an archer with an unstrung bow. You need to pray for them. Pray for them regularly. And no matter how dark it gets, and how discouraging it may be, and how difficult it may seem, just keep on praying. Never, never Never stop praying. I've seen my darling wife pray our children through one circumstance after another, after another, after another. What am I saying? I'm saying, friend, that the archer must be strong and the arrows must be straight. Now, here's the third thing I want to say today the aim must be sure. Now, if you've got a good archer and you've got a good arrow, you still need a good aim. You've got to have a goal. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are the children of one's youth. Verse 5 says, They shall speak with the enemies in the gate. That is, uh, there are enemies. I told you at the beginning of this message that there are enemies against the home. How are we going to take the institution of the family back by our kids, a godly seed? How are we going to shoot down the ideas of a glorious Steinem? with our arrows. Well, we, they're going to speak with the enemies. They're going to say, that's a lie. That's not right. Here's the truth. My father taught me the truth. My mother taught me the truth. They got it from the Word of God. Now, many times we're trying to keep our children from the enemy. Friend, we ought to aim our children at the enemy. We ought to aim them at the enemy. They are our arsenal. They shall speak with the enemy in the gate. We didn't just raise four children just so they can live in safety and harmony. We raised them themselves to be arrows to go out uh, against the enemy. Now, parents, more than anybody else, determine the direction of the arrow. The aim must be sure. The Apostle John said in 3 John verse 4, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in the truth. Now, I have goals for myself. I have desires for my children. I can't make a goal for any other person except for myself. I desire godly children. I will be a godly dad. I will be a godly dad. I desire godly children. But let me give you some desires that Joyce and I have for our children. And I want you to listen to them because they may be the kind of desires that you would wish for your children. I'm going to read them as she wrote them. I want my children to really like one another. I don't want this close relationship to end. I want the memories of childhood, laughter, and adventure to add spice to our family gatherings throughout the years. I desire for the bond of Christian love to tie us all together. I want each of them to be devoted to the person of Jesus Christ and to be filled with His Spirit. They don't have to grow up to be in my particular denomination. But I desire that we might not experience differences in doctrines that will divide our fellowship. I desire that each of our children discover God's particular talents and spiritual gifts for them, and that they might be like garments that our Lord may readily put on to express Himself." May these talents never be channeled to the devil's use or for self-glory. May each one first sacrifice the right to himself to Jesus Christ. Then these gifts and talents will be theirs and his forever. I want my children to learn to pray, win souls, and minister to the needs of others, and to see Jesus Christ on each page of the Bible. I claim for each of them a Christian husband or wife filled with your spirit. For without you there can be no real unity. And I, I just want to say amen, Joyce. That's, that's what we do want. You see, the, you have to have a goal. You have to have an aim. You have to have a desire before you release the arrows. Arrows are not to be collected. They're to be projected. I think it was Anna Mao, M-O-W, said that our job as parents is to work ourselves out of a job. You see, when you're an archer and you pull that uh, thing back, that arrow's there, and you have the aim, then there comes a time, what? When you let go. Arrows are to be straightened, they're to be sharpened, and then they're to be shot. They're to be set. They're to be released. There comes a time when they they are in your hand, and then there's a time when they are out of your hand. You you have to release them into adulthood, uh, uh, and you just have to give them out. Uh, Our our goal is to produce kids who can emotionally leave home, kids who can come to love somebody else more than they love their own parents. Boy, that's hard, isn't it? give you a daughter to be married is like giving a Stradivarius violin to a gorilla. But you have to let go. You just have to say, there they go. But you just keep on praying and the winds of grace then will send those arrows. Thank God that we have arrows to aim at the enemy. Now what are we saying? Look, the archer must be strong, the arrow must be straight, and the aim must be sure. As arrows are In the hand of a mighty man, so are the children of one's youth. Now, in conclusion, let me just say several things, dads, I want you to do. Let's just sum it up. Number one, would you ask God to make you a mighty man? J. Paul Getty said, I was a failure. Ask God to make you a mighty man, as arrows are in the hand of a mighty man. It's God who gives you that strength. Number two, would you get to work shaping, sharpening, and seasoning your arrows? Number three, would you work on your skills at being an archer? Number four, would you rethink what your goals and desires are for your family? What is your aim for your child? What kind of success do you want? Do you want him to be a successful failure? Or do you want to raise a man for God, a girl for God? You say, Pastor Rogers, it's too late for me. The hour is gone and he went in the wrong direction. No, it's not too late. You can recover lost arrows. Bring them back. Pray again. Ask God in mercy to give you a new chance. And pray, and pray, and pray much. For this scripture says, Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman wakes but in vain. If we only knew how dependent we are upon Almighty God. You will never be a mighty woman, a mighty man without him. But some of you say, Pastor Rogers, you're talking about a romanticized idea that I don't know anything about. My dad was a failure. Or my dad deserted my mother. Or my mother deserted my dad. Our home was broken. Or my dad died when I was little. Or my dad was cruel and vindictive very hard for me today to idealize what you're talking about. That may be true. Unfortunately, it's more and more true today, isn't it? But I want to tell you something. There's another Father in the glory. There is a Father in heaven. And Jesus taught us to pray, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And you know what the Bible says, when my father and my mother cast me off, then will the Lord take me up. There is a God and Father, and He wants to be your Father. And the only way He can be your Father is for you to become His child. And the only way you can become His child is to be born into His family. The Bible calls that being born again. And how are you born into the family of God? By faith. Listen, the Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. To be saved means that every sin is forgiven. To be saved means that Jesus Christ now lives in your heart to give you peace and power and strength. And to be saved means that one day when you die, He'll take you home to heaven. And I promise you on the authority of this book that I preach from, if you will pray and say it and mean it, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive my sin and save me. He will save you instantaneously. And He will keep you saved eternally if you'll trust Him. Just pray this, dear God, I know that you love me. And friend, oh, He does love you. I know that you love me. I know that you want to save me. Jesus, you died to save me. And you promised to save me if I would trust you. I do trust you, Jesus. Would you tell Him that? I do trust you right now. Come into my heart. Forgive my sin. Cleanse me. Save me, Jesus. Pray that. Save me, Jesus. Did you ask Him? Were you sincere? Then thank Him. Just by faith. Pray this way. Thank you for doing it. I receive it by faith, and that settles it. You're now my Lord, my... Master, my Savior, my God, and my Father, thank you for doing it. And Lord Jesus, because you died for me, I will live for you. I will not be ashamed of you. And I will make it public. I will not be ashamed of you. In your name I pray, amen.
0: Amen. Amen. And if you prayed to receive Jesus just now, let us celebrate you. Go to our website, the Find God's Love page and discover answers you may need about your newfound faith. Go to lwf.org radio and click the tab that says Find God's Love. Welcome to the forever family of God. We can't wait to hear from you today. Now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, you can call us at one eight seven seven love god Mention the title, Dads Who Shoot Straight. Or you can order the message online at lwf.org slash radio. Or write us at Love Worth Finding, Box 38600, Memphis, Tennessee, 38183. Thank you for studying in God's Word with us today. If you're the leader of your household, ask God to make you a mighty man. Get to work shaping, sharpening, and seasoning your arrows. Work on your skills and rethink what your goals and desires are for your family. And join us next time for more from Adrian Rogers right here on Love Worth Finding. We were so encouraged to receive this special message from a listener who said, Love Worth Finding is my favorite program. I'm a driver and every day I work, I'm excited to hear the teaching for that day. Pastor Rogers is like a spiritual father to me. You know at Love Worth Finding, our mission is to draw people to Christ and help believers grow deeper in their faith. We do that by airing these messages and creating new tools and resources inspired by the timeless teaching of Pastor Rogers. To thank you for your support right now, we want to send you our new Future for the Family Bible Study. Our society encourages everyone to embrace all different types of families, but rest assured, God created marriage Himself. Request this resource when you call with a gift at one eight seven seven love god or give online at lwf.org slash radio. And thanks for your generous support of Love Worth Finding.